Hey, hey, welcome to the Social Innovation Lab, a podcast dedicated to making sure you're in the know with everything happening on social media. I'm your host, Claudia Cameron, and today we are talking to our NFT expert, Michael Littman. He's one of the media amongst his brand strategists leading the charge in figuring out NFTs and BTCs. He has an impressive history with over 10 plus years in the digital comms industry, and he now lives and breathes the Web3 world. He's here to talk about NFTs and social, and he joins us from London. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me, Claudia. I really love to be here and share all this crazy new world and all this knowledge that I've been gathering. It is has been quite crazy, right? It's just been like completely gone off, like taken off considerably. Yeah. So if I think back to maybe about a year ago now to February, March time in 2021, it really was not really on most people's radars at all. And I just was quite mesmerized by it on a personal level because I'm a bit of a collector of things you know so i'm a little into kind of collecting sneakers and i used to collect pins on pinterest of all the things that i was really interested in and you know even going back to my dad was a big stamp collector so i think nfts tap into something in collectors that they resonate with the art the fashion the kind of sneaker aspect you know i think it really taps into something for collectors so that would be a kind of first starting point i love it and maybe you can then give us a little bit more background on nfts and what they are and the factors that are putting nft in the spotlight maybe right now yeah so an nft or otherwise known as a non-fungible token is a digital asset used to really represent ownership of unique items or provide access to a community and exclusive benefits, whether they are digital or physical. So that can be anything now from Coachella music festival tickets, Australian open tennis balls, Gucci ceramic figurines, virtual sneakers, parts of a McLaren car, to even being part of a group of people buying a real world golf club. They're all now an NFT. And those are just a few examples from music to fashion to sport to automotive. This is disrupting industries across the board. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. And the easiest way to think about an NFT for you would be Yeah, I, this might be a bit of a cliche example, but I think of NFTs now as sort of like the modern day Mona Lisa. And the reason why I say that is because the Mona Lisa is an original painting. We know that it is authentically genuine. We know it's basically the one of one. There is no other Mona Lisa. So you can take a picture of the Mona Lisa on your phone. Let's say you're in an art gallery and you see it and you take a picture. You might take a selfie. That's great. And that's kind of your signposting that moment in culture to look at in the future. But that photo doesn't have any material financial value other than sentimental value. So the only Mona Lisa that has the true value is the original. And that's how I think of NFTs, where each NFT is authentically original and it's verified on the blockchain as proof of origin and ownership. And if you think of the blockchain like a giant diary of every transaction that happens, and every every purchase that happens on the blockchain is like a, a line item 
on this big diary, which is the blockchain. And each of these transactions is processed with a smart contract. And you don't need to know too much about a smart contract to get into NFTs, but a smart contract is essentially the code and the minting of this purchase to be on the blockchain. So each transaction requires gas, which is sort of like a purchase tax. If we think of it that way, you know, if we imagine in the UK, we have a VAT tax of 20%. Gas is kind of like the VAT for Web3. And that is something that new people to entering the market take a little bit of time to get their head around that it's not just the purchase cost. There's always the gas fees on top. It's kind of like the sales tax in the US. So that's a really interesting point to make. But, you know, essentially an NFT provides ownership. And like the examples I gave earlier, it's across industries. It's not just the reserve of the art world. It started out in the art world, but now it's in the next couple of days, you'll be able to buy a Coachella music festival ticket as an NFT, which I think is super cool. You mentioned like Coachella is getting involved with like tickets, of course, and sneakers and arts. But how should brands be thinking about NFTs? Like, what is your advice to people who haven't really started out or don't really know where to start? Like, who who should include NFTs in their marketing strategy, kind of? Yeah, so brands really should be thinking about NFTs not as a way to simply extract value from the community and thinking of it like a short-term cash grab because some some brands have done that. And I don't need to name the uh, Name the specifics, but there are there are some that have, have kind of peaked and troughed quite quickly. And that doesn't really help or serve long-term brand building. So for me, brands that actively add access and utility, they're rewarded with a new data set, much more deeper insights and loyalty by their, their new customer audience. And the community that gets involved feels a sense of ownership and increased sort of power and responsibility within this brand universe. So for me, NFTs have the potential to be the next generation of loyalty programs for brands across sectors. So I look at it sort of like the American Express reward points for a new generation, because you only get those American Express reward points if you use the American Express card. So that sort of locks you into that ecosystem. And I think NFTs essentially open up that ecosystem to every brand in every industry to create that um, deeper loyalty and membership mechanic. So that for me is, I think, a, a future of marketing and in community with brands having a greater direct to consumer relationship where they should always be thinking about what added value and utility they can offer people who are willing to spend their money on your NFT. I love it. And Maybe we can then connect it a little bit with, okay, we've got NFTs in the world, but how do you see them translating into social? So I really think social and NFTs are really interlinked. I think NFTs are sort of like community 3.0, where I see a lot of parallels personally with the early years of, of social um, in sort of 2008 to 2010 time, when I was working in social specific departments inside ad agencies. And I was part of um, teams that were helping brands set up Twitter and Facebook accounts for the first time. You know, this this is sort of like everything's a remix and everything is all coming full circle again, where there was a lot of education, onboarding and expertise needed to help brands understand and give them comfort and confidence and trust in this crazy new space. And that was social over 10 years ago. So we're, we're talking about now NFTs, I think, are sort of like 
next-gen social where we can be talking about the tokenization of communities and how creators have have a lot more power versus the platforms maybe and how that creator can have a much closer relationship with their community but also music bands they may not need to go touring all the time now because they can earn their money through the tokenization of their, their community and that is huge so yeah I, I, I'm, I'm very bullish on this as you can you can tell <laughs> but i love it i, I but, love this new territory that we're yeah. we're going in I mean, you were just saying it said like concert tickets and this kind of thing as mm. like sneakers and everything like that. But can you sh- maybe share some examples of what currently marketeers are doing or people are doing with NFTs? Yeah. So a couple of my favorite examples. One is the Australian Open. They did a, a campaign with creating dynamic NFTs. And I'll go into what those are in a little bit. But they created 6,776 tennis balls, which were kind of generative art. So they updated their designs um, all the time. And those 6,776 tennis balls were linked to real world match data. So you're bridging the digital and the physical, where each of these tennis balls was linked to a 19 centimeter by 19 centimeter plot of tennis court surface, where if the winning shot from any of those 400 matches at the Australian Open lands on that 19 centimeter by 19 centimeter plot, that individual user's metadata gets updated in real time, unlocking additional utility access and exclusive content. And those tennis balls sold out in three minutes. So a dynamic NFT is an NFT which updates um, with data over time. So if you think of a non-dynamic NFT being a a static jpeg that looks great but it doesn't change over time and now we're seeing a lot more dynamic nfts that start off looking like one thing but can morph and update over time based on the weather based on in this example the uh, tennis results and another example that i think is great from a dynamic nft perspective is the matrix movie which recently they created a hundred thousand NFTs. So this is slightly uh, more mass market using the uh, Nifty marketplace. And those 100,000 in-movie characters, they were $50 each. So they were quite an accessible price point. And so there was kind of phase one of buying these characters. And then phase two was this sort of novel twist where, like in the film, you can choose to red pill or blue pill your character. And depending on which track you go down, it updates the traits and your outfits based on the route that you you went with. And that will obviously have different ramifications of where your character goes in the metaverse because of which pill you took. So I think that's a really interesting and very novel, but, but very sort of obvious connection also with the Matrix, where, you know, if you can blue pill or red pill your NFT, that is yeah. super cool. I love these examples, by the way. They're so cool. Maybe we can just wrap up with some key takeaways for the audience just so that they can like kind of get their head around everything as well. Yeah. So I want to first encourage brands to experiment in the space, but I also at the same time want to exercise caution before doing so. Because it's still incredibly early, but at the very kind of same time, the time is now to to get started and experimenting. Not every brand needs to be thinking about NFTs, that's for sure. But there needs to be a really solid 
why, what you're hoping to achieve by doing it, and how you plan to integrate it longer term into your marketing, loyalty, and membership strategies. So I think everyone should be thinking about, is this right for my brand? And if they do think it's right for their brand, then they should come and speak to us because we love it and we're working in it day in and day out. I'm really blown away by the examples and the, uh, that you've provided. So thank you so much for sharing them with us. And um, hopefully see you on the Social Innovation Lab podcast soon. Sure. Thanks very much, everyone. See you next week.